Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up podcast. I'm your host, Mort, and I'm joined by my handsome, happy and smiley colleague. I'm talking about Dan Nichols. Dan, how are you doing? Terry, I've had better days. Before before I kick oh. in, how are you doing, mate? You look you look very, very uh, comfortable there, very happy, very relaxed. I'm very relaxed. Um, yeah, I'm good. So... I think I think the floor is yours, Dan. Mate, thank you. Just before before we get into the team list and and what we're going to discuss today, just a few things I want to say. Just just some things I've noticed today. First and foremost, if you're here looking for an upbeat, op- optimistic outlook regarding the Sharks, thanks for the click. It's probably best though that we say goodbye here because uh, it's probably not going to be that. Now. I've got. I've, I've literally got a whole list here, Terry. I've put this much research in since our first one, and even then. So look, I just, just straight up, what I'm about to say about certain players is nothing personal. You know, I don't. I don't know any of these players. I don't care to know. I don't know if they know me. Couldn't give a fuck. So it's nothing personal. But these are highly paid athletes who want all the perks of being rugby league footballers without the responsibility. We've literally seen today that players are trolling the comments and mentioning fans either in replies or taking the time to message them. And I just wish they'd show that kind of aggression on the training field and on the park rather than having to go at fully paid up 10 plus year members of the club. Now yourself and I, despite your jokes, have been members for what, 15 years straight, probably longer. I've had 10 straight seasons where I've been a season ticket holder, and I had one season where I was in Grafton where I just had a couple of memberships for me and Laura at the time. So I think we're in a pretty good position to say we care about this club. More than a bloke who's played three or four games for the club gets paid 300000 to play like a fucking busted ass and dares to go on and bag fans. Shout out to Rich Rosington. If he wants to tell the story, he can. I won't mention the players. It's not our business. Also, today on Facebook, all I saw was a heap of fans saying that if you're fans of the club, you'll shut up and support who's out there. Agree to a point. I'll be watching Friday night despite knowing better. I'll have a cheeky $10 on Top Sport, though. Uh, they've got a 50-plus for the, um, the Panthers, paying at $46. I think that's fucking money for jam. So anyone listening, get on, tell them Dan sent you. Again, though, I have to disagree with these fucking puds who again pay their membership money and hate can say what they kind of want. But I would argue that if you're accepting mediocrity, that makes us no better than the West Tigers, which is the fucking worst insult of all. Terry, all yours, mate. Before I get angry, what you got to say about the uh, the situation? The situation for mine at the moment is I'm not as angry as you. But I am fed up with the lack of accountability across players' performances. And I'm fed up with the lack of accountability of the squad itself. And I know I know we want changes. And I get people are saying there's no point making changes against Penrith because we're going to get a hiding. Well, we're going to get a hiding with or without Billy Magorius. We're going to get a hiding with or without Aaron Woods. We're going to get a hiding with or without Chad Townsend. We're going to get a hiding 
with or without Britton Nakora. We're going to get a hiding with or without Toby Rudolph. Shouldn't this be the time where we move players around and give give players debuts? And I know people are saying that Frank Lampella is not ready. But is Aaron Wood ready? You know, Braden Trindle is not giving the best performances in New South Wales Cup. Chad Townsend is not giving the best performances in NRL. Where do we go from here? I mean, I know, look, it's 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 not really a wasted season. Because it, it, and it doesn't have to be a wasted season if we give players, you know, 18 to 30 in our top 20, more in our top 30 more games. No one, no no Sharks fan out there could have ever thought, you know what, this year we're going to give the Premiership a real shake. Looking at our squad now, we were anywhere from 6 to 10 being generous. The season's over now. We're not going to make the finals. We have a hard run, and unfortunately we haven't had the mentality to stand up and win some of these close games. We haven't had the fight in us to, you know, instead of being two from ten at the end of this horrific run, be five from ten and then give ourselves, you know, a good opportunity for the back 15 games. What we've done now is given ourselves, you know, we're basically pushing shit up a hill for the rest of the year. It's going to be a long fucking season. But it's not helping anymore that we have an interim coach who looks like he doesn't give a fuck about his coaching career or where we finish on the ladder. And that's the part that's really hurting the most, is he's not changing anything. You know, how do you go out and get absolutely spanked by the Melbourne Storm and think, you know what, the only change I'm going to make is to drop Josh Dugan for Jesse Ramian. That'll fix it. I mean, don't get me wrong here. I'm, I'm starting to become a Connor Tracy fanboy. But he's not a winger. He's effort, but he's not a winger. I don't like Mawini Hirodi. And you can't tell me that Kaolairo or Jensen T wouldn't be a better option than him. We were, we were told that he was this incredible speed star. He looks slower than Jeff Robson with a gale behind him. It, it's, hard, it's hard to see you know, the direction that we want to take the club in. But it's really hard to know that you have to wait six months before shit's going to change. And that's that's where I'll leave it. Mate, that, that's perfectly summed up and very, very calm. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold that level. But, look, I, I'm angry, mainly with myself, because I allowed myself to believe that there would be changes today despite yep. no suggestions that that would happen and knowing the situation. Now, Josh Hannay has got 20 rounds to save his career. And I say that because he had a very unsuccessful stint with the Cowboys. Sent him backwards up there and they couldn't wait to get rid of him. He was just a caretaker and they had no other option. He found himself in the same situation here rather, with a full season under his belt and a great chance to put himself forward for either Craig Fitzgibbon to say, hey, mate, you know the players, you got the system down, you're staying with me, or for someone like Manly to pick him up and say, hey, go under Dennis for a couple of years, and then you'll be our long-term option as coach. I think the last few weeks have shown that Hannah either has no idea or has no power to change things. 
I was going to go in really, really hard on Josh Hannay tonight, but I've had time to think about it. And I'm at the situation where he probably thinks, I'm just going to name the same team every week, and people will blame Josh Morris. They'll blame the board. I get a bit of a free pass. And who knows? The board might be saying, you have to pick your most experienced team. Don't blood these youngsters, you know? Unless Fitzgibbon calls him and says, you know, do this and that. And I don't even know if he can legally contact the club at the moment, being with the Roosters. Now, we've named two wingers on the weekend that you mentioned earlier. Is, it, is your TV on, Terry? It just became very, very loud. It's not anymore. Sorry, mate. felt like someone was oh. yelling at me. Now... Thanks, mate, those listening at home. Now, look, people are going to say that we're know-it-alls and we know better than the club, etc., etc. When it comes down to it, mate, we're just a couple of YouTubers who talk footy. As Matt pointed out earlier, so is our fucking halfback. One's getting paid 500 grand to be shit at football. The two of us are getting paid a couple hundred bucks to sit here, talk football, and yell funny names at Chad Townsend. Great shout-out to Matt. Great, great line. Great line. Had to sneak that in. Wait, I can't believe this side that he names. I knew he would do it, but I still can't fucking believe it. Mainly the wingers. I didn't think Chubb was going to get dropped. I didn't think Woods were going to get dropped. They would be the two I would drop if I was coaching the team. I just want to get that out. Now, why, Terry, in the French fried titty fuck, would you get in a car and drive all the way to that shithole Penrith in fucking peak hour traffic to watch Brian To'o line up against Connor Tracy or Marini Harati? Why in the fuck would you go and watch that absolute fraud footballer Charlie Staines who's made a contract of beating up on shit footballers, fat shit footballers I should say, because I, I will hold to this day that Nene McDonald had no fucking idea he was getting picked and was 15 kilos overweight. Charlie Staines hasn't scored a try for like six weeks. I know because I got him in Supercoach, he keeps letting me down. He'll score four this week against one of our bum wingers. And everyone will be talking about this kid as though he can play Origin on the back of two fucking performances against the Sharks. That pisses me off because this kid's going to do a fucking a shift at Jiffy Lube, go and score four tries against the Sharks, and people are going to think he's a footballer. And that's just... Mate, I hate people making their names off my club. That's what the Tigers are for. That's what the Titans are for. You go up there, you score a whole lot of tries. Anthony Milford made a career early on of beating shit teams, got a monster contract and has fallen way back to where he is now. That's where we're at with Charlie Staines, and I guarantee there'll be one fucking prick who comes off the bench and scores a hattie for Penrith and gets a... <laughs> What's going on? And gets a contract out of it. And I'm just... I'm sick of it. I'm sick of these fucking dud players getting careers on the back of eating the Sharks. Say something, Terry, before I fucking lose it. Wow. <laughs> wow. He sucks. Yeah, look, he hasn't had a good game since he played for another last time. Yeah, it's there, there's not there's not a lot of motivation, as you said, for a Friday afternoon six o'clock game. I doubt I'll even watch it. Um, I think I, I think I'll get enough out of the, the the tweets and DM groups to let me know how shit Cronulla are playing. But you know, you have to look up. Yeah, you, you have to look at the opposition that you're playing and have a look at their strengths. And one of their biggest strengths is Brian Toto. And we've decided that we're going to put Mawini Hirodi against Brian Toto. Mm-hmm. The plumber is going to be marked up against Connor Tracy. They're both going to get a hat trick. 
Yeah, they will. This could be... I'm, I'm loving that 50-plus, mate. I reckon this is a real shot. But the, the thing that baffles me even more than all of that is the constant selection of Braden Trindle and giving him no minutes. Wasted spot. Like, you, can't, you can't tell me against Melbourne when Chad threw an intercept with a three-on-one overlap again and then got run over a couple of plays later for them to score a try. That it wouldn't have been a good idea to hook him? It would have been a great idea to hook him. You have a halfback on the bench. He played two minutes. In, in, in 160 minutes of football, Braden Trindle has been out for two minutes and 37 seconds. Absolutely What's ridiculous. the fucking point? There is no point. That could have been Pele's two minutes. Yeah, and um, we're coming up against a team who thrives on your team not being aggressive. So instead of picking a 130-kilo cannonball who's aggressive, aggressive as fuck, our starting forwards, Aiden Tolman and Aaron Woods, that's intimidating. That's, it's words that I'm not going to repeat. Mate, just, just while we're talking about Chad Townsend, is, are you and I in like a time warp? Do we see a different player to, to other people? Like is I, I must I must have let my my dislike towards his game cloud the amazing footballer he is because Mitch Brown who himself was a fucking fraud footballer who thieved the living off us for so many years comes out on the other night and defends Chad in the comments every single reply that was negative Chad he replied to I went to his his um Twitter account and every second tweet was on you Chad great kick Chad this Chad. Is he investing in the beer, or is he just as fucking stupid as the rest of these pricks? The words he said that got under my skin were, he's not the one missing the tackles in the middle. And I replied calmly that he missed four tackles that led to three tries, and one and through the intercept that led to another try. So he directly cost us four tries. So I would argue that he is indeed the one missing the tackles. To which... Just, just not in the middle of the field. No, slightly wide of the middle. So technically he was correct. But also, Mitch Brown, if you're listening, fuck you for all the money you took off us. You're pathetic and you don't know football. I'm going I'm to tweet him straight I'm... after this. People that think I'm just talking this, thinking he's not going to hear, it'll be in a tweet in fucking 15 minutes. <laughs> Man, I've, I've never seen you like this before, Dan. Man, I'm sick of this now, shit. This is only... This, this is Teamless Tuesday number nine. We've got fucking 16 to go. Mate, I worry. Now, look, did you watch the Tigers on the weekend blood that young kid, that senior or whatever his name is? Yep. Yeah, and he had a great game. Now, I know a lot of it was that he was marking a fellow rookie winger and he had his, his big fan base there. And it was real, it's a real good story. But this kid's been tearing it up in New South Wales Cup as a fullback. They put him on the wing because they thought, fuck it, our season's over, let's bud some youngsters. What us naming our team today is said to me is we either don't give a fuck or we don't have any talented youngsters. Maybe these players that we've been talking up are no good. And that's another reflection on the club. you telling me that the Tigers have more young players that they can go, this kid's a star, than we do. Yeah, it's, it's really surprising that we haven't upgraded Kaolairo or just given the Edson a debut because we're so short in the backs. Like, like, if you have a look in New South Wales Cup, Nano McDonald is actually scoring tries. And he is a fucking left-sided winger. And Connor Tracy is not a winger, 
and he plays on the left side. There's one replacement. Jensen is a left-sided player. Kaolaro is a left-sided player. I just don't get it. Gennaro Loa-Loa is killing it for us. Why isn't he going to run? Again, either they're not up to it, or Josh, Josh Hane is either under no... He either doesn't care or he can't. And I'm starting to think... I was starting to go off earlier, and I, I got sidetracked, sorry. I don't think Josh Hane has got the power to pick his team. I reckon they're giving him the team and saying, this is our best option to win. Don't write the season off. My hope is that we get flogged over the next two weeks. We beat the Dragons, because I'll be there, and we don't win another game for six or seven weeks. Because then, and only then, will the fans be pissed off enough to put enough pressure on the board that they'll lean on Hane to make these changes. It happened in 2014 with Valentine Holmes, and it happened early with Bird. We need that again. But for us to to be forced into that situation rather than, hey, this is a good opportunity, says everything about where we're at at the moment. I, I, want, I want to believe that Josh Hanna is picking what he thinks is the best team and the board don't have anything to do with this. But I, I think I want to believe that Hanna is picking what he thinks is the best team to help us win games. The only problem is he's wrong. Yeah, and he's an idiot. Yes, go on. <laughs> That's... That, that's the only situation that I have there. The other thing as well is that it's very well known in, in the Queensland camps and the, the Queensland residents and the Cowboys uh, ranks that he was the defensive coach. Now, our defense holds up for a little period in the games and then it just gets completely overrun, but our attack shot. So I just don't know what he sees and he's like, you know what? We need some more points, so let's pick a bog-average halfback who fucks every opportunity he has. Give the young kids a go, man. Like, honestly, hand on heart, if you're a Sharks fan right now that says, we can still make the finals, man, I'll send you a T-shirt. I'll buy you a beer. I'll shout you dinner, and I'll buy you a fucking hat as well. But I just I don't get this constant selection of the same players doing the same shit, ex- expecting different results. It's not going to happen. Spot on. Something I noticed over the last few weeks. We're really unfit. Now, don't get me wrong, we look fucking incredible. When the players take their shirts off, they look like a million dollars. But the amount of points we leak late is ridiculous. It's it's right up there with the worst team. I was going to get stats, but I just didn't have time. I was just doing other things. We we don't look fit. And I a lot of that is we're not using Toby Rudolph right. We were talking the other night. He was... Arguably the best bench player in the competition last week, uh, last year. We looked good when he and Hunt came on. And then when they went off, we were soft in the middle. Now, we started games better this time as opposed to Toby. But they're letting him go five too many time, five minutes too long for mine. He's an 18 to 20 minute player. Not a 25 to 30 minute player. I know a lot of it's been because we keep headbutting the ground and elbows and getting HIA'd and losing subs, etc. And he's had to play a lot of minutes. And... You know, fuck it. Good on him. He deserves everything he's got so far. For the good of the team, though, he has to go back to the bench and we have to play a front three that are somewhat intimidating before our big... I'd put Williams there this weekend and bring Toby on 20 minutes in because Williams has been arguably our best forward all year and that's saying something. We lost the aggression of Ueli, who's been an absolute pillow this year, was having his best game and then got injured, which is a real shame. Because it looked like he finally got the boot up in that he, he needed. Woods, for me, is an absolute... If we re-sign him, I'll, I'll be 
fucking I'll be blocked within a couple of days. I was of the opinion that Aaron Woods needed to stay around for experience, but I think that you can easily replace Aaron Woods with someone like Isaac Liu and be instantly better. Spot on. I think if it comes down to him or Tolman, I'm keeping Tolman for the simple I'm rack that one's going to cost half what the other one does. And Tolman chases. Have you have you've seen the, the clips of Woods walking and then running through gaps, yeah, where he should have been? Yeah, Tolman's on a quarter of the price of Aaron Woods and giving twice the output. Exactly right. And it all comes down to effort. Either Woods is unfit or he doesn't care. Either way, he shouldn't be in first grade this year and there's absolutely no chance we should be offering a contract unless he does a complete 180 on both. I'll say this, and let's go back to Aiden Tolman now because he has been surprisingly good for us, but you shouldn't be surprised because his numbers across his career have always been incredible. But Manly fans didn't want Aiden Tolman this year because they thought that he was terrible. And instead, they've got a worse version of, of Aiden Tolman for 900000 So, again, Dan, would you say that we won the trade with Manly? Yeah, we have. Again, God, we're good. Even though we didn't get a player from Manly and we didn't trade him, we got the better Aiden Tolman, so I'm claiming that. That's it. Two from two, or three from three. Mate, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I want to... Um, one of the players that I felt... Got some un- uh, some unfair criticism this week is Teague Wilton. Um, Teague's been incredible. He's, he's leading the metres for us this year. His hit-ups are really strong. His post-contact's good, and his defence is getting there for a young kid. But he's not a centre. Nope. You know, he's not. We, we knew this. We, we knew he's not a centre. And uh, Jesse Ramian goes down injured. You know, with with a glute injury, and instead of putting Dugan back in the team, like like full credit to Josh Hannay for sticking to his guns against Josh Dugan, and full credit to jo- John Morris sticking to his guns against Andrew Fafita. But why won't you do it to the other underperforming players in the team? Exactly right, picking and choosing, mate. They threw Teague Wilton to the Wolves the other day. We said that Remus Smith would tear up. I capped him in him in every single fantasy team I had. And he went absolutely ballistic, running at a tiring second rower who has no one inside or outside that can tackle. I don't blame Teague Wilden at all for this weekend, or and I think he's been one of our top three players. Yeah, I do as well. And and it's an incredible uh, thing that you did, uh, captaining Teague Wilton. Uh, sorry, captaining Remus Smith and your super coach, because that was the difference between uh, bragging rights between you and I. So kudos to you, Daniel. Thank you, mate. Thank you. It was a ballsy move, but I knew. And this week, I brought Toto in and captain in because I know he's going to grab a bag. Oh, I'm just... Mate. I'm probably going to have to grab a bag to get through this. <laughs> it's going to need one or two. Mate, look, a few of the people on the on the uh, Facebook group were saying, well, don't jump to conclusions because we've named certain players in the reserves. Now, look, there's always the chance that they're going to pull something on the day. But Franklin Pele's also been, been named in Jersey flag, while Jensen has been named at centre, I believe, for the Jets. Now, they play before, so we'll know 24 hours in advance. But I would think that if there was any chance Pele was going to debut, he wouldn't be named for Jersey flag for a game that's going to kick off four hours before the main game. No, and I think if there was any chance that he was going to debut as well, or I think that if there is any chance that either of them are going to debut, we're going to see something on social media tomorrow. Um you know, they usually do that nice video where they ring their parents or someone presents them a jersey or, you know, 
some arsehole from the media leaks it, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm bone dry on this one. I, I haven't heard that anyone's getting a debut. It's just going to be the same shit. No, I mean, and you kind of like, you kind of wish that we were we were playing a scrub team now, and you can hope these guys are getting some confidence. But they're about to go and get sixty put on them. It sucks. It it really sucks, and I feel bad for the players that are going to be there next year. The Brailies, you know. That's about it. Brayley and I don't feel sorry for Brayley. He needs to pull his finger out. He's been shit and shit. Look, he's another one that could... Josh Hannay here has got a chance to kill careers. So I'll tell you what. The way Sean Johnson's played the last two weeks, he's, he's, like, I haven't seen Brisbane come out and say they want Johnson. They saw him come back, seeing he's been shit and his attitude's been terrible. That suddenly disappeared. Now, hopefully behind the scenes, something is happening. But all the talk is that they're going to Gareth Widdop now. Rather than Sean Johnson, so that says it all to me. But they, like Will Kennedy is another one who the last few weeks has been terrible after a fantastic start to his credit. Can't play without more of them. That's it. And that that's a real problem. But there's players like like Braley who has gone so far backwards this year because of the circumstances. And this is like you tell me tomorrow that if like. Oh, Abby Coruscant came up. You're not. You're not taking him in a second. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Whereas this time last year, I'm saying, no, no, we got our got our hooker. He's our number nine for the next ten years. It's happening now. I can think of probably fourteen, with the other one not being his brother, that I would take over him now. And I'm coming uh, close to I picking mean, his I, brother. I mean, I know we picked up Cam McInnes next year, and if we're adamant on him playing lock, I'd be having to fucking crack Brandon Smith. There you go. Like, 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 I don't, I don't want to write Braley off, and I don't want to make him a whipping boy, but he's not far off of it. There again, and his refusal, his refusal to go away from Chad, is absolutely breathtaking. And do you know the, you know what the most disappointing part was when, when Harry Grant hurt his arm, Blake Braley started directing traffic at him, and he was giving the ball to the forwards to run at Harry Grant, and then old fucking Lego head decided that he had to get in there as well and start directing traffic at Harry Grant. And by the time he played two passes off the ruck, Harry Grant's been protected. Yeah. Just Tell Chad to fuck off. Dead set. One pass, bang. One pass, bang. It That was the best set of the game up until old mate Chad took over. You know, I, you only, if, you only, if, if you really want to know how bad Chad is, don't listen to our podcast. Don't read Sharks forums. Go onto a Cowboys forum and read the Chad Townsend thread on there. Go onto the Stampede. Go onto League Unlimited and see what the Cowboys fans are saying about Chad Townsend. Because it's exactly the same that Dan and I are saying. And one Cowboys fan today on their forum said, there's literally no light at the end of this fucking tunnel if he turns up. There you go. That says it all. When have we ever signed a player of this this like magnitude and money and all the fans have been like, this is the worst thing we could have done? Aaron Woods would probably be the last one, but if you go back on to Sharks Forever, there was a poll put up, is Aaron Woods a good signing, yes or no? That poll was closed and 70% of us said that it was a good signing. There you go. So even even he didn't divide this much. That, that says it all. And look, I don't want to turn this into a Chad Maybe file. Josh Dugan. Maybe Josh Dugan. Yeah, look, Dugan cops some negativity, but there were a lot of excitement too. So he went on that real tear in the World Cup and got yeah. everyone excited. 
Again, though, I don't want to turn this into a Chad thing because that's every but week. fuck Chad. Oh, fuck him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's fuck... Oh, mate. Seriously, the amount of crap I've... I was trying to find some stuff to quote in the Facebooks today, and everyone is blaming... Fair, uh, Josh... John Morris and the board <laughs> for this. Now... Anyone who's in that Sharks Forever or whatever, or Sharks to win a premiership, etc., etc., and you could spell fins up, congratulations, you're smarter than half the fans there because fuck me dead. Everyone's saying this is on the board. Even our mate Molly's saying this is all on the board. We were shit before Morris left. We were shit because Morris tried to offer Sean Johnson a contract with a broken Achilles or snapped Achilles before he even played a game. He offered Chad Townsend something who, until three or four weeks ago, he was going to take because it was his only option. The Cowboys saved us there, saved our blushes. This is a bloke who wouldn't debut Pele. This is a bloke who kept picking players out of position. Josh Hannay is just an extension, a no-frills extension of what Morris was doing. Don't get me wrong, the board the board fucked this year, but you got to take... I, I honestly thought that they all... Attention would change to next year. So I got excited when we let Morris go, thinking that Fitzgibbon's going to be in the air saying, this player and this player and this player of the future, get on him. And Hane was just going to be a pawn to bring those players through. We'd probably get smashed every week, whatever. Players that have 10, 15 games under their belt, be ready to go next year, we win the premiership undefeated. I'm starting to feel like that isn't going to happen anymore. No, we'll probably lose two games on the way to the premiership. But I just, you know, I, I, lo- I love seeing these guys... In the media, who absolutely bash us, like Molly turns around and says, "The shark season is over because of the board," but he didn't pick us to be in the top eight. And Andrew Webster, Andrew Webster, who's been a fair journalist about this, had a crack the other day saying that Cronulla could have handled it better and the board have let the fans down. Andrew Webster had us at fifteen. Hmm. So I think you know you need you need to take. Like, I think there's an element of responsibility everywhere, okay? Could we have handled the Jordan Morris situation better? Yes. That's three weeks ago now. Four weeks ago. All right? It's over with. You are professional players playing for a contract here or a contract elsewhere. You're playing to impress a new coach who's, you know, far more credentialed than any coach that we have at the moment. He just doesn't have the, ga- the the first row games to back himself up. But we've got the best young coach in the game coming to coach us, and they're putting in these performances. Like, I don't get it. Toby Rudolph's pimping himself out to the highest bidder, and all he's doing is making his value go backwards. And if there was a contract on the table for him for $650,000 and he hasn't signed it, I mean... I'm Toby's biggest fan, but the last two borderline three weeks have been dreadful. Mm-hmm. And it's not his fault because he's not an 80-minute player. Spot on. we got we got certain players that can do things they're not being allowed to. Again, though, the players have to, to shoulder a lot of responsibility here because there's a lot of them that just aren't putting in. Sean Johnson the other week, I keep going back to this, but we got beaten by the worst team in history. And they asked him what he thought of the game, and he said he was happy to get 60 minutes under his belt. Not, geez, we just got dusted by the shittest side of all time. He was happy to get minutes under his belt. 
that to me says, thanks, Sean, for last year. You were fantastic. Enjoy Brisbane. You know, I, I looked at the off-contract off players the other day, and I think I have two that I would re-sign. And Toby, on, good mo- on normal money, I would re-sign, of course. But at the start of the year, you looked at that and thought, okay, we've got to get Johnson. We've got to, you know, we've got to extend so-and-so. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. I don't feel like the players have earned that. Outside of Talakai, who is spending four weeks on the sidelines, you know, a stupid hit, but at least he fucking tried something. Yeah. I, the, you know, the story that I got told is that Sean Johnson is now absolutely and completely disengaged with Cronulla and doesn't really want to be here anymore. And to a point where he... He's not turning up to um, social events. He's not turning up to club events where it's not compulsory. But it all goes down to the fact that he agreed a deal with Bomber and then didn't get the deal. And he's now got his fanny in a twist. And instead of going out and proving to the board that he's worth 800000 over two years, you can see his lip powder. Yeah, he's sulking. Yeah. Aaron Woods, off contract. How many teams... Right now, in the NRL, would sign Aaron Woods. I honestly, there's a few terrible forward packs there that he doesn't even make. No. Nope. How many sides are obviously going to are honestly going to look at Toby Rudolph's performance this year and go, yeah, that's a six hundred fifty thousand near on Origin prop or lock? Nope. Bear in mind that Nathan Brown is about to agree that kind of money with Parramatta. Well, there's a golfing class there. I don't know. I don't know, Dan. And I don't even want to ask you how we can beat the Panthers, but I'm going to, Dan. How can we beat the Panthers this week? How can we beat a club that is undefeated in NRL and New South Wales Cup? How do we beat them? Well, I was going to say they all get COVID and don't turn up, but their New South Wales Cup side could honestly beat us. And I say that with no word of a lie. They are so... They're they're going to kill Newtown on the weekend. Yeah, their New South Wales Cup team would put... 40 on the Bulldogs. Yeah, they they are red hot. They're fun to watch too. I, you know, they're they're real fun to watch. I know they dusted Manly this week or last week. That was good fun. Mate, um the only way we can beat Penrith is if we run out and score two early tries and they forget how to play football. They get in a panic and because they've been in position like they haven't lost except the grand final and like going on a year now. Well, which is funny. Can you say that again? Oh, absolutely it is. But I'm just hoping they get in a situation where things don't go their way and they get shitty and lose lose their mind and we beat them 8-6 because that's the only way. We can't beat them in a shootout. We can't beat them in a defensive tussle. We can't beat Penrith. Only they can lose to us. And I just can't see yeah, it. Yeah, I, I saw someone... Uh, on Facebook today, turn around and say, if you really want to beat Penrith, get them into a grind. And I was like, if we get into a grind with Penrith, they will turn us into dust and put 90 on us. <laughs> that, oh, God. This ain't, this ain't 27, 16, 2017 Sharks. Oh. Yeah, like, honestly, honestly, if, if, if Josh Hannay even thinks about trying to get Penrith into a grind, it's going to be hilarious. Um we don't need to go through the team list because it's just fucking diabolical reading, Dan. We can't beat Penrith. No, we can't beat Penrith. The only way we get competition points is if Penrith have the worst game they've 
ever played collectively. There's just too many good players on that team. 1 through 13, they could play fucking diabolically. Their bench is so much better than ours. They'll put 20 on us in, in that alone. I, I can't do it anymore, Dan. I can't do it this season. It's hurting. It, it is. It, it actively angered me today at 4 o'clock. Again, it's on me. I know better than this. I've been supporting this club since pretty much the day I was born. I know better than this, but I thought this was the time. Hannay's out, you know, he's going to do it. He's going to say, fuck you. He's got nothing to lose. We could go out and cop 80, and I, I can't see any changes next week. I am really, really, really jaded right now, and this is a club that you and I dedicate so many fucking hours a week to. We do a show, we do a podcast, we tweet, we defend the club. We, you know, I write. It just, they're making me hate rugby league, mate. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. If you said to me, the Big Bash starts tomorrow, but you don't get any more rugby league this year, I'm taking the Big Bash. Yeah, and I hate cricket as well, but I'd probably join you. And I fucking Um, hate the Thunder. The only team that pushes me as far as the Sharks but at least they have a dig, and at least they got a coach who, bad example, he left him during the week, but had a coach who took chances. So where do we go to from here, then? Where do we go to? Like how we can't turn the we, we can't turn the season around, but how do we avoid the bottom four? My hope is that we cop a record equaling or smashing loss this week. A fifty a fifty point loss would be fantastic. And they have to make changes next week. And enough players get a boot up them that we snag a few victories. You know, because even though South are missing half their squad, they still beat us. I I think yeah, the, um, the Bulldogs. We're we struggle against the Dragons. Yeah, I, I, I literally think us. the Bulldogs. We'll I, struggle against the Tigers. I think the Titans smash us. I think we go up to North Queensland and they beat us. Nah, we'll fucking trounce the Cowboys. They're shitter than us. I, ju- I just don't feel it, mate. I, th- I reckon all their players are coming good at the right end. Right nah, time. we've already fucked them up. Don't worry about that. We'll kill them. But Well, there's two points. I don't know. Yeah, this is just... I don't even want to talk about it anymore, man. I'm going to bed. That sounds pretty good. Anyone who was offended by anything I said later, fuck you and good night. <laughs> <laughs>